hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk, I think. We're not really sure what to call this just yet, my friends, because we are in new and uncharted territory. That's right. As you probably guessed from the title, this is a review and spoiler cast discussion of AC Mirage. And I'm one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined as always. Wait, no, not as always. Joined for the first time by the Sly G. Cooper, a.k.a. Gary, a longtime member of the Trophy Talk community, supporter of the show, friend of the show, and an all-around great human being. How are you doing this evening, sir? Doing great. How you doing? I'm doing well. We were just uh, chatting about mineral water before. I'm pretty hyped. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's little things in life. <laughs> it truly is. And you're talking about how it excites you more as far as, like, drinking water. And the thing mm -hmm. I forgot to say about that, too, is, like, for me, it's the carbonation aspect. Yeah. I, I just get behind that, too. Because I don't really drink soda anymore, either, so... Right, and I know you don't love like drinking beer or whatever necessarily either. So it's like if you mm -hmm. want that carbonation, unless you're one of those weirdos who's going to have a kombucha, you're probably going to end up having. Please be me. Feel a little, uh, a little, a little attacked right now. You know? Yeah, you should. You should feel attacked. <laughs> Wait, do you actually drink those or no? Uh, I, I did was for a while actually. Oh yeah. my gosh! Well, no, my <laughs> wife really loves them as well. Like she's pretty into them, and I've they're mm -hmm. they're good. Like depending on the brand or whatever that you get, but mm -hmm. something about it being sort of a a gut potion drink or whatever. I don't even know how to describe what I'm thinking about. It's some sort of a gut like health thing. It just kind of puts me off from it. I don't know okay. why. I don't know. For some reason, to me, it's pretty refreshing. It has has a little bit of like a sourness to it, but I like that. Right. The sourness is key. Oh. I'm a big, mm -hmm. big sour fan. Big sour fan. Well, again, thank you for joining me tonight, sir. It is much appreciated. And if Thanks you're listening, oh yeah, man, of course, of course. And if you're listening, at least initially, that means you're a Patreon supporter. So I wanted to real quick at the top say thank you very much for that. This is also going to go live on free feeds after about a month of being a patron only episode for the rest of y'all to enjoy. And I hope that you enjoy it because again, it's the first sort of review or discussion podcast that we're doing tech like you know formally within the trophy talk podcast category we're recording one later this week as well with a couple other people uh, that's going to be on final fantasy 16 so not quite sure what order you're going to hear that so either i hope you enjoy it or please look forward to it but we're here to talk about assassin's creed mirage gary i really well first of all i guess i want to ask you sort of what your experience with assassin's creed is because for me the series has some deep roots dating back to the xbox 360 era so i'm curious for you how did you come into assassin's creed as a franchise and at like what frame of mind are you approaching mirage like is it like you've played all of them and this is the next one for you or did you take a break and come back that sort of a thing uh, so i've played the vast majority of the entries in the series i've always been a big fan um uh when the first one was announced and the trailers came out uh, I was really excited to play it. I love the setting. I've always been into the whole Knights Templar kind of thing, um, and assassins, obviously. Um, I bought the game on release date, and I loved it. A lot of people said it was repetitive. What game isn't? Um, <laughs> it's called a gameplay loop, folks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I, I think I beat it two times, and I hundred percented it on 360. Um, oh wow. Those flags were, whew, were horrible. It was there was like a thousand flags to collect. That was not fun. But oh god, um, I recently yeah, purchased. I recently purchased that game just real quick on the Xbox Series S, like mm -hmm. through the backwards compatible or whatever. And I was looking at the achievement guide for it, and I was like, oh my god, these flags sound 
absolutely horrendous. <laughs> so, awful. so that lines yeah. up with what you're talking about. And there's not a good way to track them either. I think it took me, I basically like, I had a, um, a screenshot of everything on my computer and I literally brought it up in paint and I put an X through each flag as I found them. And I think I had to cross-reference them a few times because after I was done, I was missing some, missing one somewhere, and I'm like, oh, oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the words, the words. Yeah, it was terrible. But other than that, I thought the game was great. Um, and it every basically after that, I played, I played two when that came out. Um, even better than number one, they improved on everything in every way. Mm-hmm. Uh, protagonist was fantastic. Um, I didn't play the entire trilogy of Ezio. I own it, but I haven't gotten around to it. I dipped my toes in Brotherhood, and I kind of saw some of the things that they evolved from, too, which I liked, Um, like the sending out your clan members and stuff like that. I skipped Revelations. I played three. Honestly, wasn't the biggest fan. I thought it was okay, but I'm not a big fan of that... um, time period and setting uh assassin's creed games for me it's that's half of the enjoyment is the setting and the that time period because they mix in the the history aspect which i really like which is ironic because i've never been a big history guy but, <laughs> in um, a video game form though it's interesting you know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. it's different it's different when you're playing it you know <laughs> absolutely or like fictional um, world like with any show i'm always interested in the lore or like the games yeah. or whatever and like in real life i enjoy history but i'm not absolutely fascinated by it mm-hmm. i could see that yeah um i after three i played what came out i was it was it four that came out after three or was there a spinoff i think, I think it, it was four right well there was that sort of liberation i can't oh liberation oh, yeah, yeah. i actually don't remember as far as like the console releases go the, the next one in my mind is four but i think there is a spinoff somewhere in there i just i've never played that to be honest yeah, I haven't. I own I own every Assassin's Creed, but there's a few that I haven't touched, like Liberation, which it's on my list at some point. Um, the massive backlog. I, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I uh, I did I did dip my toe into four. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the sailing and the shanties and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I've been really I've always been into pirates and stuff, so it's right up my alley. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's less of an Assassin's Creed game. It's more of a pirate game. But it's like, is that a bad thing? I mean, right. we don't have a lot of pirate games. but um, Especially at the time. Yeah, exactly. I, we still don't have a lot of pirate games. No, it's basically um, what, uh, what... What is that Xbox fucking... Sea of... Oh, God damn it. Sea of Thieves. Sea of yeah. Thieves, that's it. That's, that's really it's the fun. only one I can think of. Yeah, yeah, same. That and like that really old like Sid Meier's Pirates Pirates game. You heard of that one? Oh yes, I have heard of that. I've <laughs> never I've never seen gameplay or anything though. It's kind of janky. Whoops, kind of janky by uh, by today's standards. But um, I did my tone of that. Never finished it. Um, and then I jumped to I think the next one that came out. It was Rogue and Unity, right? Or yeah, was it Syndicate. It yeah, was Rogue, it was Rogue and Unity. Yeah. They did that simultaneous release where Rogue was like the Xbox 360 version or whatever. And yeah. Then, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I didn't. I skipped Rogue to play Unity because I wanted to play the latest and greatest with the new engine. And um, I know it got a lot of flack on release for all the glitches and bugs, and I didn't really have a lot of those issues. So I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought the setting was really was um, pretty enjoyable. The main character was fairly enjoyable i mean he had a 
he had more personality than some of the antagonists talking about you corner um <laughs> but uh i really enjoyed it i 100 percented it um on my previous profile and i probably game. will was that that's a long one right as far as like the older it, AC it games that one seems yeah, to be pretty was, tough there's a lot of collectibles in that one too like you have to unlock a lot of chests and stuff all over the map i think it took me like for that in the DLC, I think it took me like a seven or eighty hours, so it's pretty beefy for um, one of the older ones. Right. Um, I didn't. I kind of dipped my toe into Syndicate the following year or two. I did enjoy it, but I never finished it. Um, and then I kind of fell off. I kind of. I go back and forth. Like I don't really play the newest entry usually. Mirage is the exception, but um, I ended up skipping Origins played odyssey because i loved the setting i absolutely love um greek mythology and pretty much anything tied to it so it was yeah. right up my alley um yeah. and i love that game i thought it was really good pride valhalla when it came out when i got a ps5 i only played like an hour or two wasn't super into it so i fell off and then when mirage was announced after you know 900 DLCs for Valhalla, <laughs> well, and Odyssey, um, really, right? Like both of those yeah. had so many. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm just like, are they ever going to make a new game, or are they just going to keep adding on to Valhalla? Which I guess technically Mirage was going to be. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. But I, I kind of saw. I was a little bit late to the the announcement for Mirage, but the more I looked at it, the more it gave me Assassin's Creed One vibes, which is kind of what I've wanted for a long time. And I, spoiler warning, I didn't regret buying it on, on release. Yeah, it was yeah. $50, and it wasn't super long, but I feel like it was long enough, and I enjoyed it enough to justify the $50 price tag. So, Right. I, I think to mm-hmm. that, just to speak to that point real quickly in a non-spoilery way, I think by the time the game was over, I was ready for it to be over, but I agree that I enjoyed my time with it. You know, that's, that's yeah. yeah, so we'll get, we'll get into that more. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting when you're going through that chronology there of your experience with the series, how similar in some ways our experiences are. So like for me, yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for Assassin's Creed 1 and thinking it looked so freaking cool. But <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason at the time, I don't know why, like I just didn't end up pursuing it and buying the game. So a buddy of mine got it and he's like, you really should like try it out. So I rented it from the video store. And I played it for, I don't know, like whatever that time frame was that you used to rent things for. I think it was like four days or something. And mm-hmm. I got almost, I think I got to like the final boss encounters or something like that, like really darn close and like didn't actually finish the game. And I've actually never fully beaten it, which is part of why I bought it again on the Xbox side because I feel like I need to. And yeah, you should. yeah, yeah, I really need to. And then I, I eventually, of course, like everybody went and got Assassin's Creed 2 fundamentally fantastic game that was the first one for me that i like 100 percented or got all the achievements for which i didn't really do that for a ton of games so that was like pretty unusual at the time and i feel like a lot of people did that like it's it was that good absolutely and also the same thing you were saying about the flags kind of true of the feathers where you have to you know for those of you listening that are a little younger or whatever you have to envision that guides for youtube were not as like you know prevalent as they are today you couldn't just look up something on the internet necessarily like they're there was maybe a couple places that had some answers, but it was like very rudimentary articles or whatever, right? So trying to find all those fucking feathers <laughs> and then it like doesn't mark or give you a completion for the district. So if you miss one, you're just yeah. like, well, like, I don't know. It's somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's I was like... just going to say that there's no in-game tracker either. Like 
uh, we're kind of spoiled nowadays by games that'll literally show you, you know, like if you buy something in game, it'll show you on the map where the collectibles are at. Assassin's Creed Two didn't, two didn't have that. Right. You literally had to um, look them up. I think it was. I'm correct on that, right? You actually had to like get a map outside of the game to find them. Yeah, like, you had. Wasn't yeah. There was nothing in yeah. game that would tell you where they were, but That's I, what I, I thought, yeah, I don't remember. I must say it being horrible though, because I felt mm-hmm. like I was so fucking obsessed with that game when I was playing it that I, Me I too. scoured it. Like I think you can get the platinum or whatever in that game in like thirty hours if you like know what you're doing. But I probably played that game for at least fifty or sixty hours as a kid. So mm-hmm. I was just I just happened upon a lot of these things. So, yeah, but I absolutely loved AC2. And then when Brotherhood came out, I was really excited for it, and I got it. And I don't know if I'm just an idiot or what, but I think either I didn't realize it was going to be the same protagonist or I didn't think I would mind as much. But I ended up being kind of thrown off by it a bit because I felt like a lot of the charm with AC2 was like, okay, this is, this is what this game series is doing. It's a new character and a new time period every time, and it's like you're piecing together this story. And I thought that was one of the coolest aspects of it. And then, you know, with Brotherhood, it was like, well, we're kind of kind of doing the same shit. I mean, it's a few years later, and yeah, it's like a bigger, you know, you're in Rome and all that stuff. But I don't know, for whatever reason, much like you, I dipped my toe in. I played it for, let's call it five to eight hours. And then I was like, eh, kind of over it. And then I skipped Revelations because of that as well. Ended up playing AC3. I thought, just like you, that it was good, not great. You know, I, I think I did most of the stuff in that game. I remember getting that special isu armor where you like deflected bullets or whatever that got shot at you and i was like okay i feel pretty satisfied like i cleared the map or whatever and then i eventually got black flag because so many people were talking about it and how good it was and i ended up loving that game also 100 percented that on the 360 that was one of my absolute favorite ac games even though like you said people give it flack for not really being much of an ac game but i just loved clearing that map and just clearing this, like sailing around and going to all these little islands and finding a random animus fragment or a shanty or whatever. I just thought it was so fun. Mm-hmm. And okay, so from there we got Unity and Rogue. I skipped both of those for whatever reason. I, I think I had just started grad school or something. I was like crazy busy. So I just like didn't play them. And then Syndicate, I felt like I was a poser if I played because I had missed the <laughs> previous one. So I skipped that. I now own it and will play it, but I, I skipped that one. And then we got to, what was it after that? It went straight to Origins. And so I think what happened with that one is the setting intrigued me so much. Just like you love Greek mythology, I love ancient Egyptian mythology and stuff like that. And just the imagery seemed so cool. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I asked for it for Christmas and then proceeded to not play it for probably 10 months. It just sat unopened (laughs) on my shelf. Eventually I got to it and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I ended up getting the platinum in the game. It was one of the very first, like, platinums that took any sort of effort on the playstation that i got and i attribute it largely to like one of the reasons i got into trophy hunting was ac origins just so fun and i I thought that the changes are really cool so i pre-order the legendary edition or whatever of odyssey the steel case one so me too so yeah i got like the ultimate one that included like all the future dlc yes so i did the same thing (laughs) (laughs) so i did the same thing and then played like 20 hours of it and got really annoyed with the game and dropped it and never mm. touched it again. So it just, what, what annoyed you about it, if you don't want me asking? Yeah, no, I don't mind at all. It was the, and maybe they've patched this at the time, but it was the freaking bounty hunter system. Because mm. the fact that, it, and maybe I'm wrong, like maybe this eventually is a thing, but it never turned off, right? And I just found that so frustrating, like having a wanted system in that game which was already massive and already just insanely 
like insanely huge in terms of map and the scope or whatever and what you have to do i was like this is just too much because you'd get you get in these scenarios where you like really stealthily clear this fortress or whatever and then it's like oh this fucking bounty hunter shows up just middle of the stealth section alerts everybody comes and attacks you you know yeah i I don't know why i just i think i might have been in that phase of just being overwhelmed by the sheer scope of the game the same thing happened to me with uh, the witcher 3 where i was just like whoa no way yeah (laughs) i could see that and uh, and then valhalla i heard was even bigger so i never Mm -hmm. touched that one so it's really weird for me that origin or sorry mirage caught my eye because it had been a while since I played it, but I think like you, the fact that it, or played an AC game, but but just like you, it looks so similar to the older games, in my opinion, that I was like, I have to check it out. Because I think that's what has put me off, is just the size of the games. And on the day of recording, I don't know if you saw this, but like there has been like some speculation and some leaks about Assassin's Creed, like Codename Red, which is basically the, J- the Japan one, that the map is supposed to be bigger than Valhalla. Oh God! It's Why? gonna it's gonna be bigger than Valhalla, but less but smaller than Odyssey. So I, I didn't realize that uh, I didn't realize that Odyssey's was bigger than Valhalla. I th- I think if it probably takes into account the idea of like how fast the you ocean. move in the ship, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So if you okay. consider all of that is actually part of the map in the playable space, it's actually like, oh my god, dude, wait a second. <laughs> that's too much. I don't understand why that's such a trend. Like in, I know in gaming now, it's like, oh, let's make it bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like, dude, do you want me to spend my entire life on this game? Exactly. Which is which is exactly why Mirage and even something like like a dragon, uh, the man who erased his name or whatever, Gaiden, mm-hmm. the, the new one. The reason it also sounded cool is it was like, oh, it's like a smaller title in the franchise it's like 40 hours or whatever it's like perfect <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what i'm looking for yeah i was i was excited about that too <laughs> yeah so that's basically how we got up to or how i got up to mirage sounds kind of similar to you in a lot of ways as well mm-hmm. like some good crossover points there i just recently purchased the Ezio collection for the ps4 so my goal Same. is to re-platinum or re-100 percent ac2 it'll be the second time i've done that <laughs> and then you know have fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then do brotherhood like a couple months after that and revelations eventually i'm i'm the most excited to get to revelations because i've never touched it and that's i've heard very yeah. mixed things on it but i want to play it at some point and i think it's it's only probably 20 hours as well 20 or 25 yeah. hours all right cool well that i think that's a good sort of background on how we're approaching mirage and mm-hmm. our experience with the ac franchise so one other thing I wanted to ask you before we get into eventual spoiler talk discussion, where if people want to nope out at that point, they can. And I'll put it in the description as well so people know the exact moment that that happens. But high-level thoughts on the game in a non-spoilery way. What did you think about your time with Assassin's Creed Mirage? Um, I really, actually really enjoyed it. I guess to sum up, kind of bullet point it, I feel like they created a good mixture of the new games and the older games. It's almost like one combined with Origins, if that makes any sense, because it has the the combat system of the newer games, and it's essentially it has the bones of the newer games. It's the same engine. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the the way the story was laid out and the way the mission structure and everything is, it kind of feels more closer to the early games, especially like one. And obviously the setting is very similar to the setting in one. Um, I really enjoyed it. It just, I, it, it felt the, the stealth felt relevant, which I enjoyed because the stealth has always been very hit or miss in the games. It's actually 
is actually a lot more viable in this game. You can you can actually take out like entire fortresses with just stealth, which I can't think of a lot of other AC games you can do that in. Or you can just run in guns blazing, like what whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, totally. Which I I will say I rarely did in this game. Yeah. I same. I I was as soon as I found out you could stealth stealth everybody and use all the as soon as I got like more more of the gadgets which I really like the all the I mean they're not really gadgets but the uh, the tools they're right. actually really fun to use and I loved how there was customization involved you could you know um you could adjust like the blow dart instead of sleeping you could have it poison people or berserk have people go berserk on each other or oh my gosh you know, i love the berserk dart me too i absolutely love watching those guys go off <laughs> <laughs> so fun it totally is and not to without digging into spoilers the i would say one of the downsides for me was the story i don't know it just didn't really hit me at all um the main character he's okay he's he's serviceable but i didn't really get the same attachment as I did to like Ezio or Altair or even like Cassandra from Odyssey. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say the, uh, the, the other main downside that comes to mind from recent memory would be, I, I'm glad they didn't go too crazy with collectibles, but some of the, I kind of feel like they reuse the same puzzles for collectibles, which kind of, it kind of started to wear me down towards the end where it's just, Hey, there's this collectible in this building. Right. And, I'm using my Eagle vision and I see it in there and it, there, there, there was times where it took me almost like 15, 20 minutes to figure it out. And I'm like, am I this stupid? <laughs> like, what, what do I do? How do I get in this building? And then, and then I looked it up and I found out, Oh, you got to get a key from this guy halfway across the map. And I'm like, Oh, oh that, that. that, that one was, <laughs> I know the one that you're talking about. And that one was one of the last ones that I got for the same reason. I kept being like, okay, so wait a minute. There's, I can't, there's these fucking jars that'll explode. If I just put it next to this wall, I can get this collectible, but this door is locked. There's no one around here with a key when I use my Eagle vision. Yeah. I, I was so confused about that one. Yeah. And I, I feel like the puzzles all kind of felt that they basically either were moving bookcases, throwing, Oh God, that was throwing so daggers through. Yeah, I know throwing, throwing daggers through windows to blow up those jars you were talking about to make, you know, openings or finding a key like those are the main three which got old towards you know by the time you were almost done with the collectibles i was like, I was like okay i'm over it like just give me these collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> i know you know what i mean i know it felt unity was the same way it was like oh there's this convoluted way to get in this building and then the the you got to get the key or you got to make sure you have a lock picks to unlock this chest too and i'm like oh come on you're killing me i a hundred so th- i have two things real quick before we move on and i forget the mm-hmm. one about the older games, I feel like what they did a good job at was instead of these, the, I think we can agree that most annoying one were the gear chests in AC Mirage. Like mm-hmm. they're almost always in a guarded area that's like pretty annoying to kind of get into and infiltrate. And yeah, yeah and the, the the guards are going to be there like every time they constantly respawn or whatever, right? So you're always going to have to clear the shit out when you go for it. But the older games had, especially in the middle there, they had like shanties and animus fragments. And I feel like both of those things were more satisfying for me to collect than these, like, gear chests and or just chests in general. Like, remember the mm-hmm. older chests just used to give you more money? You didn't necessarily yeah. need anything from them, but if you got them, it was, like, kind of nice, you know? And now mm-hmm. it's like you you had to get them in this game, and I was like, ah, this just... So this leads into, like, my second point, which is that they're in a city only. So that's one of the major major conceits about this game, if you didn't know, was, like, 
obviously you know Gary, but the listeners didn't know, is that it takes place in Baghdad, just like one kind of area. There are like some small exceptions or whatever, but you are pretty much largely in a city environment. And there's really only so much in terms of puzzles you can do, I think, while keeping it like grounded and realistic to the ninth century Baghdad, you know? Like I like I don't envy them trying to do that because I agree with you that the puzzles got a little bit repetitious and annoying. But I'm also like, I don't even know what I would have done. Like, you kind of put yourself in a corner, in a sense. Like, trying to, yeah. like, play by the rules of the of the world you made. <laughs> so it's just a little That's bit... That's true, yeah. It's, it's just a little bit weird. Like, yeah. So, anywho, I would agree with you, though, on that. The bookcases in particular, oh, my God. Who designed... Uh, there, was, there was one that took me, like, ten minutes. Because you had to push, like, one off to the side and then one around the corner to get this other one to push that out of the way. And I was like, and what? And what? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some of I, them were just very convoluted. And I'm like, you're killing me. <laughs> again, also you, requiring you to break things. There's like a couple times when I forgot about the throwing knives for breaking shit. And I was just trying to hit it with my sword too. Like I was an idiot <laughs> the first few hours I was playing that game. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. Nothing's yeah. breaking. Yeah. And I just, I felt like it was so, the bookcases also just controlled horribly. Like whose idea yeah, was it did. to have you lock onto that thing. You have to like hold down the circle button to let go once you've like started grabbing it. Why not let it just be for as long as I'm holding the button, I'm holding the thing. It just it just made yeah. it like a re- like a really clumsy interaction, I guess, but mm-hmm. I it, agree. But it's yeah, it sounds like like <laughs> it probably sounds like we're hating on the game a lot, which I guess like we, we, there's some there's some gripes to have, but I do think Yeah, I mean, everything has cons. I feel like if we didn't talk about the um if we didn't talk about what we didn't like about the game, it wouldn't be a true discussion, you know? Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And it's like, this isn't my game of the year by any means. You know, I'm not advocating no. for that. But I would say, like you, it's like, I, I think the positives outweigh the negative sort of bits to it, especially if you have yeah. the nostalgia for the older games in the franchise. Mm-hmm. That's kind one of... One thing I wanted to touch yeah. on real quick. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, one thing, you, you brought up the gear chests. I'm... Kind of, I have mixed feelings. I'm like 50-50 on them. It was kind of nice opening a chest and being like, oh, what am I going to get? Am I going to get a new design for like a dagger, design for like armor? But the downside for me was once I found one I liked, the rest weren't really worth wearing. Um, I think I ended up sticking with one that made me quieter when I ran or made me quieter in general. And everything else wasn't worth swapping for. Like, yeah, it was it kind of felt like a waste. I agree. Um, on the plus side, you can you can trans is it transmogify? Is that the correct word? Oh, the, um, oh yeah, yeah. Where you can put different you, skins on it or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you basically make it look like a different weapon. Honestly, dude, I I wow, I kind of forgot about that in in the game, and I never used it. I should have totally done that because I also <laughs> just was like, oh, I found this one thing I like, and whatever. That's I'm just gonna use it. I did the same one. If it made your mm-hmm. assassinations quieter, if it's yeah. the one I'm thinking of. So by the time it's fully yeah. upgraded. You're 100% quieter. You just never get <laughs> yeah. discovered. And I was like, why would I wear anything else? Like, the other ones were like, oh, no, like, you, you, you gain less notoriety, or you, uh, uh, I don't know. The, the rest of the, the other ones just didn't seem nearly as good. It, it's like they were pigeonholing you into wearing specific ones or something, you know? Right. Th- there was certainly an attempt by the developers to put, like, a build system in this game almost like it's like they want you to experiment with the different passives and armor effects that these things have for you but the problem with that is none of them are like really like 
coherent enough to be that different from one another first of all mm -hmm. because you don't have the the options in weaponry that you had in older games like you can't pick up a pole a pole arm or you can't pick up like a different style of sword or like an axe or something and fight with it you know what i mean and you yeah. used to be able to do that so you basically just have a sword and a dagger always and it just is like what kind of sword and dagger that you have i don't know I, I, that part of it felt weird to me too i just i think i I use the dagger that you get from sort of the... Well, actually, no, I don't want to get into that just yet. But I used a certain dagger that was maybe a little secret <laughs> to get. And uh, I used, yeah. like, some random... So I don't even know. The point being, the builds and the armor and the inventory stuff, I barely messed with it at all. Yeah, the gear system felt kind of tacked on to me. It's like, you know, every every game has it now. we got to have it in the game just to have it. You know, it's not... It right. didn't feel like it was... They could have done it better. I, I Even, like, Assassin's Creed 2 back when that came out, I feel like did it better, like through the upgrades and stuff that you could buy for Ezio. Because mm -hmm. it would actually make him, he would add like little pieces of armor and it would actually like give him stat upgrades and stuff, like more health or whatever. Right. I feel like even that was better than how they did it in, in this one. Right. Even the so. the gear, like the armor, if I remember correctly, like changed when you upgraded it, like, it, like an in-game model too, right? Like you got like a little shoulder yeah. pad or whatever too. So like by the time you had the fully upgraded armor, you're, you just had like, evolved over the course of the game and your character just looked badass by the end of it which is yeah, really cool you upgrade the armor in this and it doesn't change at all armor or weapon which mm -hmm. is kind of disappointing but yeah you just get that little talisman on your back yeah all right <laughs> a little <Yeah>. dangly <laughs> you get that little dangly thing which like yeah. i'll admit i was excited about when i got new ones but yeah. I, but it was like it's so stupid dude <laughs> it's just right <laughs> i know i was more excited about that than like a new armor <laughs> me too i didn't I, I didn't even interact with the armor but I, like after like the first six hours of the game i was like all right cool like all these are just now just another collectible to get and i'm not even gonna yeah. craft them or pay for the upgrades ever it was very i think i just started paying for upgrades just to spend money on something because i would end up getting close to like max because i'd pickpocket everybody that i walked by oh yeah me too me too did you turn <laughs> off the auto pickpocketing or did you keep yeah yeah because they're like oh this isn't the way the main game was meant to be played and i was like you are correct i'm not gonna yeah dumb it down more you know yeah i did I, I definitely like experimented with it don't get me wrong but i for the most like i turned it off basically after like a couple hours or whatever i was like okay mm -hmm. and, and it's yeah. which is kind of cool because one of the main components of this game like you had mentioned before that comes back is sort of the stealth elements and pickpocketing which had definitely been a part of the older games and the older yeah you know titles in the franchise so i thought that was cool and it, they made it a little bit difficult on some of the pickpocketing tasks you had to do like there's certain collectibles the art derviches artifacts or whatever right that are a little bit harder than it's like a very narrow bar that you have to time yeah. that button press in so that's kind of fun and the same thing for the shards that you collect mm -hmm. as well so lots of collectibles in this game basically <laughs> yeah not as many as like valhalla but definitely more than like your average uh like the earlier assassin's creed games i completely agree Okay, well, I think at that point we can start getting into more like story heavy stuff and maybe a little bit more specifics on some of the parts of the game that are, you know, more detailed on the environments and stuff like that. So if you want to avoid spoilers, you haven't played this game and you're interested in checking it out, you can go ahead and nope out here. I will not be offended. Gary said he will be, but, you know, that's okay. It's all good. <laughs> you know, we can't have it all. <laughs> we can't have our cake and eat it too here, okay? You're right. <laughs> but if you don't care or if you have played the game and you want to stick around, well, we're going to get into some spoilers now, so you have been warned. Okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room, the story in this game. I, I didn't play Valhalla. You didn't play Valhalla. 
So from what I understand, then you you had really like no familiarity with the main character in the game, Basim, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So what like what what were you thinking as this story was unfolding in this game? Because we talked about how it was basically just irrelevant to our experience with the title and why we liked it even. So mm-hmm. yeah, what was going through your head? What what did you think of it, and how did you feel about the story? So it gave me. I know I noticed that whenever you took out one of the main targets it kind of gave me Assassin's Creed 1 vibes because you would have your little cutscene where you talk to them while they're dying and they basically try to make it out like they're you're the bad guy and they're the good guy and they're trying to do what they're due for the greater good and stuff like that. Um, I, I thought it was going to turn out like that too, like in Assassin's Creed 1. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be, um, I mean, not, not to jump too far ahead, but I guess in a way it kind of ended up happening that way, but... Yeah, I I don't know. Like I didn't expect the the twist though. I didn't expect the twist at the end with what's the what's the girl's name? Uh, oh, uh Nihal, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't ex- yeah, I didn't expect it literally just to be part of like his subconscious. Oh, that was <laughs> that was just fucking wild. I, I Yeah, I was like, "What?" <laughs> it, I don't I don't even know if it works in the game because it like okay, I was trying to think back to the early elements of the game and so th- the basic premise is that you're a thief on the streets of the city and you have like this mm-hmm. companion Nahal, right? And then you, yeah. you a, a job goes wrong, whatever, people take revenge, kicks off the whole thing. But I'm I was almost sure that people interacted with Nihal in those scenes. I'd have to replay it and see like if it's sort of one of those fight club moments where people are interacting with the character differently than what you thought, <laughs> or like the sixth yeah. sense or something. But I don't feel like they did a great job of I don't know. It was weird. It just it just felt like it kind of came out of nowhere and like wasn't even necessarily needed, but like like it yeah, didn't you, you it didn't have like little little clues, but there was I had no idea. It just kind of like pulled the rug out from under me. Right. And it's like, "Okay, well, you're this person, but it, like this person is also part of your subconscious." I'm like, "Who the fuck is this person though? We don't know anything about her." So it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything <laughs> to me that she's also part of me. Like it doesn't yeah, make it I doesn't was, make sense. I was so confused. <laughs> Um, I, like I literally had to look up a uh, a spoiler, obviously spoiler heavy heavy video explaining the entirety of the ending because it does tie in with Valhalla. I I don't know if I should talk about it because that spoils part of Valhalla as well. I mean, I think it's the DLC to Valhalla. But... It is, yeah. So probably even less people have played it, but I also know what it is just because I, yeah, I watched similar videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it. I mean, it's interesting. Like the whole concept of. Here's what I'll say. I, I can't speak to Odyssey, but in Origins, I really enjoyed what they did with some of the, not modern storyline, but like the ancient human versus Isu storyline stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. And there was like sort of this implied element of, and this is in the main game from Origins, so a long time ago. Sort of like this implied thing that the universe or like the world as we know it in the Assassin's Creed universe is all just a giant simulation and mm-hmm. sort of just made of code or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's rad. But then when I was watching those videos you were talking about, then Valhalla and Odyssey, I feel like, took it even further. And it's like, it's just some batshit sort of reincarnation stuff going on and like weird. I don't know. These are concepts that were introduced with AC4, but I found it confusing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the whole Assassin's Creed timeline, I don't know all of it, but it seems very convoluted. It seems like they kind of just making it up as they go and trying to tie it all together. Right. It's, yeah. Well, because. This blew my mind. So AC Mirage was sort of conceptualized and planned as to be released when it was because of like the 15th anniversary of the franchise. But mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That, but just think about that for a second. Think about how many games there are in the Assassin's Creed franchise, and it's only been 15 years. Yeah. That is well, insane. They, it was an annualized franchise until um, until they finished Odyssey, and then they decided to focus more on content add-ons for Valhalla. I might be wrong. Maybe they... Because I remember they said they were going to take like a year off like toward the last few games, they basically like alternated every other year, I think. But like the first like good chunk of games, it was every year, and it, they they'd spit a new one out. And there's even like a few spinoffs, like the Chronicles games and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that's eventually why I stopped being interested once we got towards the sort of middle games, like Unity kind and of, Syndicate. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, it kind of became Call of Dutyized, <laughs> right? Or I mean, it was from the beginning, but mm-hmm. I think that's why I didn't. I wasn't hooked the entire time throughout the series i would like take a year off usually yeah so i I think again the nihal stuff it didn't really land for me either Mm -hmm. i think the the best thing i can say about the story is just that there is this really good effort by the team and real fast before i forget uh ubisoft bordeaux this is their first official title of assassin's creed that they've worked on and Mm -hmm. They they were support studio previously, and they envisioned it sort of as like a love letter to AC1. So the vibes that we were picking up definitely is what they were going for in the game. And I think they even said a lot of that in the marketing and stuff, too. And that so that's, yeah. a, that's a good strength of the game. The, mm-hmm. the vibe it, it has, and let, we'll talk about setting maybe a little more in detail in a, in a minute here, but the vibe is really good. And in general, there's a really strong effort put forth to bring back assassinations as the main mission. So mm-hmm. infiltrating an area, there's different ways into this area. There's different conversations that you, and like bits of information you pick up along the way. There's like a progression through a space that culminates in like you either luring someone out or getting access to a person in a way that you can assassinate them. And the way they do that is really cool. That is very much the older AC games, except the older ones used to just have you tail someone for a long time. And then, oh and then, and then just, I hated those <laughs> And then just assassinate them from like a bush after like a 20 minutes or something. But this after one you fail after 19 minutes and you have to do the whole tail all over again. Oh my God. Yeah. And then you had to get hundred percent synchronicity oh, with or hundred oh percent sync with all those fucking missions. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Uh, what did we sign up for with the Ezio collection? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard Brotherhood and Revelations are rough with those optional missions. Yeah, Brotherhood uh, I think has a certain mission with a tank that is just yeah insane. And you like can't take it either. Can't take any damage or you can't take like much damage at all. It's crazy. Oh God. All right. Well, we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But <laughs> but yeah. Otherwise, I'd say like I really liked the assassinations. I liked the sort of like targeting of different members of the order you know the same order that was introduced in the newer trilogy of ac games precursors to the templar and you like go to an area you investigate and you follow these different leads and then it leads you to like the next hub of information and you know that that sort of thing so i I, what did you think of that part of the way the story was laid out and at least the structure of the game um i actually did really enjoy that It, it also gave me it kind of brought me back to um how they did it in odyssey when you were trying to track down all of the members of, I can't remember that organization, but I there think was, it was just the order as well. Is the order as well? But yeah, it was kind of kind of gave me those vibes, which I I actually really enjoyed. I've always been into, I always really enjoyed when games do that type of thing. Like even dating back to, have you heard of like the original like like the Mercenaries games? Mm, I don't I don't think so. Because the the original was on like the uh, 
the OG Xbox and PS2 and stuff, and you basically play as one of these uh, three three badasses who basically have to um, hunt down oh, yeah. all these different uh, key members of like this army in like North Korea. But you basically they're all named after uh, hands of a of a card deck. Okay. And you basically have to like they get harder and harder. But that's kind of what it what it uh, reminded me of. I really enjoy those kind of um, systems. Even something like uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor kind of had something similar to that, you know? What the fuck? This game? Mercenary. So is it Mercenary's Playground of Destruction? Yeah. Okay. So good. Wait, it's made by LucasArts, dude. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can buy the it. The first for... one is wow. so good. You should get it. It's It actually looks and plays really well on, like, the Xbox one. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's only 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. on uh, xbox right now that's not bad super super fun i will say this for the xbox it's a great retro machine in my mind yeah at least if you're that's... interested in the xbox era and xbox 360 era yeah i feel like playstation kind of dropped the ball on that one i agree i agree entirely um yeah so so back to mirage though yeah i, I totally agree with you that in what we're saying like this the structure was was great gave off older vibes mm-hmm. really good stuff what do you think about the combat, though? Because this is one area of the overall structure of the game that I felt was, like, really weird. So it in- the game obviously says you can get into open combat. You can have a more traditional, like, or not traditional, more recent-style combat experience, like, with the last trilogy of games. Or you can do this really robust, like, stealth system. And I think you and I both would agree the stealth system felt way more satisfying. I think the combat, like, just felt clunky to me. And even though it was mm-hmm. simple, like, just the parry or attack i felt like it just never felt as smooth to me as i would have liked but what do you what do you think i agree it um it kind of felt almost robotic like it i don't know i for some reason i only played on normal difficulty but i struggled half the time when i was actually fighting multiple guys just because i feel like it's me too the game wasn't meant to be played that way it's almost like uh older stealth games like when you get in open combat and like, yeah, you can kill a couple guys maybe, but anything more than that and you're screwed. <laughs> right. That's kind of how it felt in this. I don't know. Maybe I was just trash the combat, but it also just wasn't that <laughs> fun to, to, you know what I mean? Like it just, I, maybe, maybe I'm a, I don't remember Odyssey's combat being like that, but maybe it was, but I don't, I don't know. I enjoyed Odyssey's combat more than that. Valhalla kind of, I, I feel like they probably evolved it from Valhalla's combat, which I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it felt very stiff. The animations kind of felt a little janky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, there were some really like brutal, pretty cool ones that yeah, re- reminded me yeah. of the older games too. But, but yeah, also just when when the button would prompt would come up to get like the instant kill after parrying, sometimes that felt like really inconsistent to me, and like just wouldn't come up or whatever. And I was like, what the fucking? I don't know. And also, it's like, yeah, the, there was this supposed to be this color coordination where a certain color of attack means it's parryable. A certain color means you have to dodge it. And I don't know what, dude, I think I just suck at the game, too. I was playing on normal, and I, <laughs> there was, like, times I was getting my ass kicked. I was like, Same. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. But I felt like I was pretty decent at the stealth, so I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, I just approached I think, it I think weird. it just, I, it's almost like they designed it that way to promote stealth, because... I don't know. I I feel like we're per, we're both pretty pretty competent gamers. So it's like if we're both struggling with the combat, like I feel like that's probably saying something. <laughs> sure, sure. I just never, wrong. I, <laughs> I never saw it brought up in any of the uh, trophy guides, but I guess you can just play the game on easy as far as trophy guides are concerned. So maybe it just never yeah. was a big deal. But 
Yeah, I, I will say, though, that the the tools in that system, like we were talking about how maybe it's just designed to promote stealth. I think I agree with that. And I don't I want to make it clear that's not a bad thing. I enjoyed the stealth in the game, but I think it's important mm-hmm. to call out that the combat, if you get into open combat, is not very it's not very satisfying. It doesn't feel like you have a no. whole lot of tools in your arsenal. So, but yeah, that, the, I don't yeah. I don't remember. Like, I don't think you enemies don't even flinch when you hit them. Right. If I remember correctly. No, they just there's like no feedback. So. Yeah, they, I was like, "What the heck? He's just taking my hits, and then they just counteract while you're in the middle of a combo." And I'm like, "What the heck?" It's like, yeah, it's, it's almost like you're you're not having any sort of effect on the the enemies whatsoever when you're hitting them. Like yeah. that was, I think, my biggest complaint. Mm-hmm. You'd sit there, and like in pretty much every other type of combat, like uh, a game of combat, you would when you hit them, you know, they either get knocked back a tiny bit, they flinch, whatever, you know, there's some sort of feedback that you're hitting them, but with this, it's like, it's just like, oh, they're, you know, it just kind of bounces off, like, it's not, it's not affecting them at all. Yeah, I, it, it just was baffling. It felt like I was fighting, like, mannequins <laughs> half the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird to say, because the game, I think, is... Another strength I would say is the game is very beautiful in many ways. It is. Yeah, so, it's so, so I don't want to make it seem like graphically. It just like I don't know. You have to play it to understand. And hopefully, if you're listening to this point, you've either seen gameplay or played it, that so you know what we're talking about. The the combat mm-hmm. is is very weird. But the tools. A lot of water porn in that game. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. And I'm here for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the tools that you use in the stealth are really. Great. I'm curious, mm-hmm. what were the ones that you used the most, and like what upgrades did you use for them? So, obviously, you you start out the daggers you have like the longest because you start out with those. You don't get anything else for a while. Oh, they're fucking um, sick. They're really good though. Yeah, I ended up getting um, like for those, I ended up getting the ability where as soon as you kill them with a dagger, their body just poofs. It just disappears. Which was perfect because you don't have to try to hide them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I yeah. think I also attacked on poison, which was which was actually was pretty helpful. But other than the daggers, I love the blow darts. Like we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, berserk has always been super OP in these games, and I, I freaking love it. Like it just <laughs> just shooting it into like a couple of them into like a crowd of guys and to see them all go nuts on each other. It's it's. <laughs> oh it's, it's awesome it's, it's so gold. good it's just, more so for like the distraction it creates too where it's like right, yeah sweet. like no one no one cares what i'm doing it's amazing because it'll like draw the uh, attention of so many guards i, I had I the like, same one the berserk up to upgrade that was yeah, the best it's so good um i almost feel like the tools as soon as you once you get all the tools it almost feels like you're overpowered though like, it almost made it too easy sometimes because I could literally just throw out any sort of tool to distract everybody. Like, even just, like, like the, like the smoke bombs, for instance. I I abused the smoke bombs to kill everybody. Like, if I got into, like, a fight and I didn't want to be in a fight, I would just throw a smoke bomb. Even, like, the heavy guys, I would just walk up and just casually stab them in the face, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, it was fun, but it, it definitely OP. You know, it's the, the fact that they let you do that. Because I think in the... um. That is one pro, I guess, sorry to fall off track a little bit, but no, it makes right. me kind of think back because it's part of the newer newer generation of games. I, I appreciate that they brought it back that you can stealth kill people with one hit because yes. I know in like Origins and stuff like that, it was all level-based, so you would jump in and the guy's like three levels higher than you and you'd 
quote unquote stealth kill him, but then he'd still have like half his health bar. So that's one thing I really appreciate that they brought back is just the kind of I guess realism, you know, when it comes to <laughs> stabbing someone in the neck. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Absolutely agree. That was yeah. the weirdest thing in Origins even they were doing that shit where it's you stealth clear a whole camp and then you get to the captain or whatever and you he's like sleeping and you go to stab yeah. him and he's like, All right, cool, it takes half his health. You're like, What? What <laughs> he's like, what was that? Yeah, he's like, Okay. <laughs> it's that was a so <laughs> so weird. There is an enemy in Mirage that does kind of do that though. And I'm curious, oh, you know, because you had to do that those. obviously for the for the trophy. What do you yeah. think of the sort of hardcore enemy that spawns, like the bounty hunter, when you get max one? I absolutely double? hated fighting those guys. Like, I, I tried to cheese that trophy at first because they're like, I remember the trophy guide said something about like hiring, uh, hiring those like mercenary guys that are wandering around in groups to help them help fight them. Yeah. But when I did that, I didn't get the trophy. <laughs> mm. So I ended up cheesing cheesing one of those guys by like shooting by throwing like daggers and using blow darts and. <laughs> Like they're freaking hard, man. Like their attacks are really hard to like parry and dodge. I think you could only dodge them, actually. Um, yeah, I think you could mostly they could hit dodge. really hard. They take almost a full life bar with like each hit. It was just, it was, it was. They were not fun to fight, in my opinion. <laughs> no, I I totally agree. At one point, I tried to get that trophy earlier in the game because I was just yeah. like, ah, screw it, let me just go for it. And I was like, holy shit. I need to come back when I'm way more powerful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're super OP. Yeah, but I will say when I eventually fought it later, because I waited till like one of the last trophies for that one. And by that point, I was like really overpowered. I was like, okay, that wasn't too bad. But that yeah. first couple fights, I was like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, they're nuts. That's a good tie-in though to just the, so the social stealth sort of systems that are in this game. Because that's one of the other awesome things about the game design is that it brings back things like, you already mentioned the mercenaries, but there's the courtesan or not courtesans, there's merchants that you can mm -hmm. deal with. There is uh, musicians, which I thought was a really nice touch. That yeah. You would go and play. They they never played anything that I would be lured by. I'll say that. Like they, 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 they were being, no death metal or. Well, no, just like they, it was so so amazing because the soundtrack in this game is awesome. But when mm -hmm. you pay a musician with the, these tokens and <laughs> like he just right. like says like the he sings the weirdest thing and all the guards come over and it's just it's amazing. So there's that. And then there's also the posters where you can tear those down to remove sort of one increment on your notoriety as well. Yeah. And, and oh, and the last thing, the people that you can just pay and it goes down immediately. So what did you think about those systems? Like, how did you end up using them? And what, yeah, what did you think of the social stuff? Uh I liked it. Um, I I also kind of like how they give you plenty of options during the bigger assassinations where, you know, you could sneak in with they they place all sorts of little options in that area and they kind of like encourage you to use your eagle to scout out all these things and kind of play your way. Essentially, I usually would try to just sneak in and just assassinate everybody as I went. But, you know, sometimes those um, those groups that you could hire were super helpful because it would just get your foot in the door. Yeah. And then you could go from there instead of trying to find some like random little crack in the wall on the other side of the map. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed them. I uh, was going to say it was actually pretty handy too having the ability to just pay it, pay off a guy because obviously you don't really use those tokens for anything else. <laughs> I had so many so of those I, fucking I tokens by the them, end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I touch on, I, I forgot to bring this up, but you bringing it up made me think of it. The music, the yeah. music is fantastic in this game, especially like 
when you're getting chased or when you're in fights and stuff, it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, it has that like Middle Eastern vibe mixed with like, I want to say like, to- like it almost has like rock undertones. It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it kind of gets you pumped when you're like in fights or even when you're just running away, trying to like, you know, get the uh, notoriety off of you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's really, really good. And even the startup music I think is really good. Mm-hmm. If if all goes according to plan, I'm I actually have like pulled a little bit of the the main theme for this game, and I'm gonna either overplay it here or maybe for the intro. It'll be somewhere. Okay. You yeah. will have, you will have heard it at some point during this episode. Oh it's, yeah. It's really oh, yeah. solid, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. The the posters I thought were gonna be annoying, and I ended up not minding them by the end. Yeah. The like, fact that you can just kind of run and grab them like while you're running, they they make it pretty easy. Plus, they mark them on your little mini map, so it's yeah, it's a it was a pretty good system. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. That mm-hmm. like that combined with basically being able to pay it off all at once, which is super helpful, like you said. Yeah, um, I yeah, I use the merchants a lot as well to like blend in and go through areas. I thought that was a pretty fun thing like to do. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that was weird with that is like they obviously had an end to their path that they would walk, and you didn't know where that was, and a lot of the times. It wouldn't take you like all the way to where you needed to go. It would take you like halfway, and then you'd just be kind of <laughs> in the middle of this restricted yeah. area, like oh fuck! <laughs> and and you're like, uh, yeah, and your pants down. Yeah, my 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 cover is blown. Uh, shit. Yeah. Think of the first like main mission at like the giant bazaar or giant like market. You know, oh, a little bit outside yeah. of town. I I used the merchants to get inside for that one, and then I was like, wow, shit! Like I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then the musician yeah. saved me. So, yeah, I thought I thought that system was really cool. And even though it wasn't, like, perfect, like, the economy bit of it, of having these tokens that you need to pay for, you, there's just you had such a surplus of these things that mm-hmm. that part was weird. But I think, in general, it was a good idea to add that stuff back in. It felt very old-school Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So that was great. Um, um, go ahead. I was just going to ask how you... I wasn't sure if you were going to bring this up, but kind of touching on the tokens um how did you feel about like the the whole side quest system like the um what do they call them contracts i think contracts yep i i think it was okay i initially so there's those and then there's we'll just might as well talk about the other one here which is these tales from baghdad or tales of baghdad i can't remember exactly what it's called yeah i think it's it's from but yeah yeah i think it's from tales from baghdad which were these other Mm -hmm. little side quests and missions that you would encounter that were sort of like vignette like day in the life moments with just random people in the town mm-hmm. and and those were those were whatever like i like a couple of them i guess they're somewhat memorable right the one with the son and his father and like his inventions that he was like working on and like his or not his inventions he's like he was like writing like a book on mathematics or something and he mm-hmm. do you remember that and he like he like dies and he like asks you to reunite him with his son before he dies oh and, yeah yeah and you, you and have to all, like, yeah he got all pissed off at me when i told him that like i basically told him that he uh that oh he he was he was doing it for you or something and then he got all mad and he's like excuse me he he uh you know he he <laughs> he's way too into his work or blah blah blah, blah. i'm like what like yeah, we're gonna help you man like, yeah, yeah. i told i told him that like i basically took the fall for the dad and was like the dad told me to come find you but i chose to go look for his work instead which is really like the opposite of what it was like i told him to do the you know and, and then he got pissed at me and i was like well you fucker dude i was trying to i was trying to save you dude and, i think yeah i think that's what i said too yeah and i'm just like why are you getting so mad at me <laughs> right, and then, and then there's like the other one where you're with this 
Catholic priest or or a Christian priest, I guess at that point, where which is interesting because there is like other religions, uh, you know, aside Islam, like back in the game that they feature, and one of them is like you're helping this guy find a grave, and yeah. you're gonna dig up this saint basically, and then you have to like defend him or fight with him basically because there's a the guards like you can't obviously grave dig you're like in this city so yeah that, that one was pretty interesting but the contracts other than that i didn't find super memorable a lot of them just make you revisit spaces that you probably had main story missions at but with slightly different objectives and yeah like so that part of it felt weird and like getting the rewards from it you know because you had to basically do those in order to get enough components to upgrade your material and your tools and eventually you you have to max out your skill tree that way so i felt like you had to do them and i felt like there was maybe it's not a horrible idea but there maybe should have been i don't know like six or seven fewer of them like by the end it was just like okay like what are we like there's nothing new being introduced here the the only benefit from it is that you get access to the collectibles again because if like if you don't get the collectible on your first pass through an area you be like, well, I'll probably come back here for another contract. So I'll just go. I'll just That's get true. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. What did you think of them, though? Did you enjoy them? Um, I liked them for the most part. I mean, it added a little bit, added a little bit of variety. Um, I think I actually liked kind of what you were saying, the tales of Baghdad, tales from Baghdad more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if you caught. Apparently, um, it there's a character from Valhalla, and the like. I think it's like basically a tutorial of tales from Baghdad. It's like one of the first ones that you encounter where you encourage the kid to jump into the, the stack of hay. Oh, shit. I guess he's, he's actually, um, he's the mentee of Basim in Valhalla. He's like one of the like more important characters later on. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome that they set that up here though. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I didn't catch that and I thought it was a fine yeah, I just read it as like, oh, he's like that that kid's going to, you know, basically was in Bassem's shoes like 20 years ago or whatever. It's kind of oh, it's all full circle or whatever. But yeah. no, that's cool. It's another character. And I'm glad they included that for the fans. But then if you think about it, he's Bassem's basically encouraging a kid to jump off. of. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, but, and, uh... and they pause for just long enough when that kid jumps in there, too, where you're like, you're like wait a second. Are they going <laughs> to they going to mix it up and the kids actually hurt? But no, he's fine. <laughs> Yeah, um, that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. What? So I I guess the other big thing to talk about with the game is just the city itself. So we mentioned that Baghdad is sort of the main location in the game. It takes place in the ninth century in Islam during the Abbasid reign. I think that was the name of the government. Um, but basically, there's like a power struggle, and the the caliph is like you know is killed at one point and then there's this question of succession and which you know which factions are taking over baghdad and so that's part of it which i thought was Mm -hmm. kind of you know is interesting but i think the city otherwise is really really pretty and well realized like that's definitely one of the best things about this game was when you're running around the parkour is awesome in this game for the most part too and the city is just fun to explore and I don't think I ever felt comfortable because this, the layout is just unlike any other space in an Assassin's Creed game. There aren't like a ton, a ton of massive buildings in this in this game. Most there's like two and three story stuff. So I don't know, but I just loved it. And like the rivers that go through different parts of it and the gates and the different historical sites that you found, like all the journal entries, all the like codex entries rather are really, really cool, I think, in this game. And I read all of them when they when they popped up. 
I was excited to get that stuff and learn more about it. So yeah, I thought it was great. What did you think of Baghdad as a whole and, and the choice to have that as like the one area? Um, I thought, it, I, th I thought it was really beautiful. Um, but the downside is it did kind of feel like a lot of the same, if that makes sense. Um, right. like the, all the, the building styles and stuff like that, since it's tied down to one major city, um, obviously there's like the the intersection with like the um the people with money so the building there's like building variety there and mm -hmm. um but the even just like the variety there's there's i mean there's a decent amount of variety with like the what do they call it the wilderness the wilderness um, yep i kind of just wish they would have done more with the wilderness because i feel like there's just like a tiny amount of a tiny amount of side quests and like collectibles and then that's pretty much it um but overall i mean i think they did a really good job on the scenery um i agree I, I think the birds and like the like those flocks of birds that fly over the water in the wilderness sometimes or like you'll see them did, did you ever have like those moments like near the the like big water source or in like the marshes all these birds would like fly up over the sunset or whatever and it just yeah, looks really yeah. pretty i love that even just like um what was i thinking of it was like in the, the back of my mind um just like the uh, the sunsets, like I, like I mentioned earlier, the water the water is amazing. The water is game. amazing looking. It's. <laughs> I, I also really like they brought back the uh, the way that they did it with like Assassin's Creed one, two, and a few of the other ones where they kind of designed the areas around parkour parkour so you can easily like you know jump from different pulls and like they have these little things that you can like swing and they turn around the corner around the building and stuff like that. They even have like these little, uh, um, these little pulley things that if you hit them, they pull you all the way up to the building and stuff like that. And yeah. Like the level design I thought was really well thought out. Yeah. It never felt like a chore to get to anywhere that I was going in the game. Yeah. And so that's exactly. like, that's a good Testament to like the parkour and to just like the layout of the city. Like you were saying, there's, I forgot about that, how, like, it's basically the further out in the city you are, sort of the lower income the area kind of seems to be. And then the closer you get to the center of the city and the palace in the center, there's, like, more wealth and the buildings change and, like, the people dress differently and there's different types of shops and all that kind of stuff. So that is, like, a really well-realized part of the game, I think. Yeah. It's just the, the city itself. It's awesome. Even if some of the other mechanics we talked about, like, the gear system or whatever don't work as well as we would like, or the combat in general, you'll have fun running around in this game. I would say no matter, yeah. no matter what. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Never a dull moment. Did you get, well, I guess you had to have gotten the sort of like Isu armor that you find like, that was a cool little area in the game yeah, where you had to like yeah. swim into the lake. There was a, like a tunnel that led you to this tiny secret cavern. Yeah, that was awesome. Like you get a, you get a badass set of Isu armor. You get like a sword. You get a dagger. I, uh, I immediately. I wasn't a huge fan of the design of the armor, just because right. it like I was kind of sticking to the assassin, um, the assassin look. So obviously the Isu armor kind of looks more futuristic. But the weapons they give you, the sword and the dagger, are like super overpowered. Like the one, I think one like refills your health as you hit people. Like the sword, the dagger, and the other one does something else. But they were it was really good equipment. Uh, it was a nice little. Uh, reward after collecting those um strange is it strange relics is that what they're called uh yeah or strange shards i think something like that yeah because <laughs> the isu tech in this game is like basically that and then 
a CD. <laughs> That's basically what those like things you were searching for in the story were. Like the first yeah. one you get, it's like a, it looked like a fucking floppy disk. Basically, it was like, oh, it's got all yeah. the. It started playing like holograms or whatever. I was like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. For the longest time, I was like, what the heck are these little crystals I'm collecting? Like, why am I? Why am I stealing these from random people? And yeah. And they don't really tell you until like the end of the game or towards the end of the game. Yeah. It, 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 but it was cool. It was, it was nice to have. There, there's, I yeah. think that tradition goes all the way back to AC2 maybe even, or if not to Brotherhood where you did like the special tombs in the game and then you got like the best armor in the game from yeah. that. So I, I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, me too. What was there? Is anything else like specifically in the game that you wanted to talk about or like systems that we haven't? touched on really i'm trying to think um, it's not a massive game you know so th that's i think that's a strength you know that it is in yeah. that in that probably if you're just playing the story you could probably do it in like 15 hours or something or 16 hours but it's, it's only 25 hours to platinum it i think i took 27 because i read all the documents really slowly and whatever but damn i man i thought i was uh apparently i'm just hella slow i think it took me like 30 or 32 or something no i mean i t i could totally see that being being the case <laughs> i think part of it was i really was anxious to get back to the final fantasy 16 so that i could play spider-man 2 so i was like i gotta like yeah. i wanted to get through it <laughs> there's so many good mm -hmm. games coming out this year i know it's hard to keep up truly truly yeah i'm trying to think what else there Oh, Inkydoo, I wanted to bring up this point. The eagle that you get that they introduced, I do really mm -hmm. like that concept in these newer games. Yeah. But the the fact that it could get shot at and effectively oh, like yeah. couldn't be used in some areas of this game, I thought that was kind of cool the first time, but it was like, is there a way I can test this without just having it get shot down? Because that's kind of annoying. Like, if you just told yeah, me... Yeah, they don't give you any warning. It's just, like, immediate. Right. And, it, yeah, I like that it makes you go, okay, like, if I can get to that guy first or early then i can have my bird come out and then i can really start messing stuff up here but at the same time like could you just tell me because i don't want to have to see my bird get shot at every single time i try this <laughs> there's just like it's just because it, like you said there's yeah. no warning so you'll get to an area just assume you can do it because you can do it in like 85 percent of the places in the game and it just gets like mm -hmm. shot down you're like what the fuck come on on the on the flip side i do appreciate how they mark i don't remember if they mark it on the map or if they just show it on like your hud which guy shot him so you kind of know where to go to take him out exactly yeah they put it which on is, your hud kind of nice yeah mm -hmm. yeah that was really nice because there are a couple areas that i think become not overly hard once you have the right tools but like they become you know like little puzzle boxes basically to get through stealthily and mm -hmm. because you don't have access to your bird at first it definitely makes it pretty tough i guess one thing we didn't talk about too much we can make it relatively quick though if we want is just that the skill tree so I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of torn on it. I like that they were, cons like, pretty conservative in how many skills you could upgrade and how many options they gave you. But I also don't even really remember getting too many of the skills, other than like the couple bird upgrades. And then there was one that was basically like you could chain together assassinations. Those were like maybe the two that felt the most impactful. But otherwise, I was like, I don't know if you need it even. But again, I was happy it wasn't too massive. So, what do you think of the skill tree in the game? Um, I feel like, honestly, I feel like half the skills were kind of useless. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, um, okay, it wasn't just me. It, yeah, I, like, the only ones I really wanted to buy were, um, were the one that, that basically adds bars to your, uh, your, uh, your focus meter that lets you, like, auto-kill guys, which I loved, by the way. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I basically just ended up upgrading that. I upgraded basically getting getting uh, the gadget slots, the tool slots, oh, so yeah. I could get more tools. And then everything else was just like, well, I guess I'll just spend points on whatever. Because I, I use the bird a lot, but I don't really feel like I needed the upgrades too much for that. And I, I honestly don't even remember the other upgrades. That's that's a little of an impact they made. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Like, again, the only other real one I remember is like if you got an initial stealth assassination, you could just throw, you could hit R1 and you'd throw a dagger and kill the other guy. That was pretty handy, actually. Yeah, and again, like you said earlier, if you had the upgrade, which I did too, where it like dissolves the body <laughs> when you hit him with a yeah. knife, it was yeah. really funny. Like you'd throw this thing and it would just like evaporate. <laughs> and you're like, that was actually pretty sick. You know, <laughs> like that was a right. Cool... Yeah. I love how they use like that sand effect for it too. You know yes. that? Yes. Yes. So cool. That was really cool. Oh, speaking of the sand effect, the genie in the story that haunts you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, again, it doesn't have a real impact in terms of the overall outcome because the story just, it, I don't know, again, I don't feel like it really goes anywhere necessarily, but the genie was an interesting thing to introduce in it because it had this horror element to the game almost. Like in those scenes, I was definitely like a little bit creeped out by the way it moved. and Yeah, the, it was kind of creepy actually. <laughs> they did a good job of of making that kind of like a little twist on the formula. Like I've never had that feeling in playing an Assassin's Creed game before. Yeah the music and the atmosphere and everything during those moments. Cause I was wearing headphones half of the time. So it's like, Ugh. me too. Me too. Yeah. And it was like, Oh shit. <laughs> this is, yeah. this is pretty intense. It was actually kind of, kind of spoopy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, definitely, <laughs> it definitely was. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, man. Well, very good. Let's say before we get going, why don't we just give our final little tidbits about the game, give your little sum up and, if you had to give it, I don't think every game should be number scored, but just in like, just cause it's fun. Honestly, it's a fun exercise. Don't take too much by it. You know, like it's not like set in stone, but like, what are, what are you thinking on the game out of 10 as well? Um, so overall, I kind of went over my thoughts earlier, but I guess to kind of like sum it all up, um, I would say overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely a solid Assassin's Creed game and it, emphasis on the assassin portion of it because i know people complain about the more recent entries not feeling very assassiny um definitely makes you feel like an assassin again using that meme mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> makes you feel like an assassin oh my <laughs> but uh yeah I, I mean just like yeah there's there's a few things that it was wasn't too jazzed about but like the like kind of like what we mentioned the gear system kind of felt thrown in and um, collectibles were a little bit annoying with the puzzles sometimes, but overall, I would say I'd give it like seven and a half, maybe, maybe eight if I'm being generous. Okay, yeah, I think we're we're landing right around the same area. I I would mm-hmm. give the game a seven, I think, out of ten, maybe mm-hmm. seven and a half if I'm feeling good. It's mm-hmm. it does a lot of things right in its return to old school AC and making you feel like you said like an assassin again. It's very good at doing that. The music is fantastic. The game is beautiful. We didn't mention it, but it runs really, really well. Like, I never had any performance issues either. So the game looks awesome, and it's going to run great on your PS5 or your wherever you're playing it. And I think that that is, in and of itself, great. I think there's work to be done in terms of adding the story elements back into this game because or into the franchise that mimic sort of, like, how they used to be in terms of, like, better writing and better overall direction for these smaller experiences because yeah, the story didn't have a whole lot to it. Maybe that was because it was going to be a DLC and then they turned it into a full game and they're like, well, we can't really do like too much because this character needs to end up here in 10 years. You know, we can't like, we can't Mm -hmm. like change too much fundamentally. So yeah, 
I thought that left a little bit to be desired, but I would recommend the game, especially if you're a fan of the older games in the franchise. It definitely it reinvigorated my interest in the franchise and wanting to play the old ones. Purchased Ezio Collection, so I would recommend <laughs> it. And they suckered you in. They they suckered <laughs> me in, but they, hopefully I don't know what happened last time. Like we talked about, is I got burnt out, played too many of these things. So hopefully that doesn't happen this time. I'm gonna try to space out space the games. Them out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just do like just do like Kings doing whoever like three or four games or something maybe. Exactly. Which one are you gonna do next? Did you say you're gonna do two? Yeah, just because I added it to my list. Like I started it. I put, I put like 30 minutes into it. Like I randomly got a wild hair at my ass like four months ago, and <laughs> I started up never like five. Heard that phrase. <laughs> You've never heard that before? I don't think that's a real phrase, bro. Did you just make that up? <laughs> I might have. No, <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really funny, Sonny. Uh, but uh, I randomly started up like five different games that I finished on my previous profile just because they sounded kind of kind of interesting i was i ended up starting up that uh, assassin's creed 2 bleeping dogs um uh, shadow of earth uh, middle middle earth shadow what is it shadow of mordor the first one the first one yeah and then assassin or assassin a spider-man on uh, ps5 and i put like 30 minutes in each one then i'm like eh. <laughs> oh god one of those I was like why did i do this one of those moods i've been in those moods yeah. before yeah I'm like, there goes my completion. <laughs> That's why I have my Xbox. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Right. If I get the urge, uh, I just go play a couple games on Game Pass. I'm like, all right, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna get to AC2 next, and then eventually want to do, like I said, Brotherhood Revelations, and then the other one that I have and want to play is Syndicate. I don't really have a desire to do Valhalla or Odyssey, so I might just kind of end it there, unless I'm really feeling like maybe trying Unity again. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Or for the first time, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to do Valhalla, but the length of it is so intimidating. Exactly. It just, I, I'll, I'll leave it with this. I hope that the franchise can continue to have both types of games coexist, where every couple of years, if you want to put out one of these massive, huge RPG-style Assassin's Creed games, totally fine. But then if you can make, you know, even I'd say 10 to 15 hours instead of 15 to 20 hour, like make short like kind of stealth focused assassin's creed experiences that are not full price yeah like this or something you know and and if the if the quality stays high then like i'm definitely down to support that i think there's room Mm -hmm. for both types of assassin's creed fans in in the fandom so yeah yeah i agree very good all right man well where can people get in touch with you if they want to chat about assassin's creed more or trophies or anything else in life so on psn i'm the sly g cooper you can get you can access uh I'm also this I have the same profile name on uh Discord, shockingly. And then <laughs> I ended up changing my Xbox name to Sly G Cooper. So you can find me on there when I'm rarely there. And then on Steam I'm also the Sly G Cooper. So Fantastic, sir. And yeah, mm-hmm. you can catch mm-hmm. me at CK Present on pretty much everything. Twitter. No, not Twitter, actually. Wow. Say everything and not the first <laughs> thing I fucking say. So, <laughs> can't catch me there. You can catch me on Twitch, YouTube, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, League of Legends, at CK Present. Thank you very much for your time tonight, sir. I hope that you have a good rest of your evening and enjoy Thank your you future too. gaming endeavors. I'll chat with you soon. Sounds good, man. Have All a good right. night. All right. Take care. Goodbye.